Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512-836-0590, pound 590 on your wireless, or toll free 1-877-590-KLBJ. Hey, good morning. That's cool weather. I just love this weather. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I like it. Kind of misty, rainy. I guess just so desperate to see the rain falling out of the sky. So, oh, good deal. I'm Cheryl McLaughlin, as you heard. This is the Austin Gardener. And we are here to answer your questions about your garden uh, or take your great input, which I value highly. Uh, And if you would like to join the show, you may call or text 512-836-0590, toll-free line 877-590-5525. Oh, man, there was a big wreck on I-35. You do not want to be on I-35 just past the studio, like the Breaker exit, Runberg area. I mean, it was so backed up, I could barely turn into the studio. Even the the access road was all backed up. So I would not try to go north on I-35 right now. I don't know when it'll be cleared up. There was so many vehicle uh, emergency vehicles. I couldn't see what happened, but obviously some kind of wreck or something like that. <clears throat> anyway, neither here nor there, but I just wanted to let you know in case you were fixing to head up that direction. Um but I was noticing all the wonderful fall color that's starting to happen now. The cedar realms are turning. My cherry tree is starting to get really pretty color, uh, which I just love looking out my windows, seeing that cherry tree right up near the house. So pretty. And my uh, white mist flowers blooming. I heard uh, Jeff talking about his anisocanthus also known as flame acanthus. Mine's blooming too. Uh, my, um, I don't know, my yard's just looking great right now. And the, I also noticed the sumacs, the flame leaf sumacs are starting to turn. Uh, so it's just, I just love this time of year so much. It's such a uh, good time to uh, just be out driving the, the roads, looking at what's, you know, blooming and what's getting color. Might influence what you want to buy and put in your own yard, so. Okay, again, 512-836-0590. That's call or text. I have a text here that says, Good morning, Cheryl. Happy Sunday. Just wondering if now is the time to divide my amaryllis. The beds have grown too dense, and I want to transplant a few and give the rest away. Love you and your show. Thanks, Brett. Well, thank you. That's so sweet of you. I don't know if now's a good time to transplant amaryllis. If Ginger, if you're listening, could you call or text and give me a, a update on that? I mean, we do plant bulbs this time of year, so I, I, my gut feeling is it's a, probably a fine time to do it. Um, I'm sure they're done blooming, and all the and you know you have to let the uh, the leaves kind of turn yellow and then fade away by getting all that nutrition back into the bulbs um so i don't know i think my gut feeling is yes but i'm open to information from somebody else i have actually not done that 
before, so it's a really good question. I would love to know the answer to that. So, uh, yeah, so if anybody has some good info on transplanting and dividing amaryllis right now, uh, let me know. But I think it's probably a good time, so. Okay, let's see here. Uh, here's another text. Uh, love the show. Question about a fig tree. I planted it three years ago, so it survived all the freezes. It doesn't seem to be growing as fast as it should. It's on the south side of a few cedar trees. Gets what seems like a lot of sun. Should I move it away from the cedar trees or be patient and give it more love? You know... <clears throat> I think it's possible that moving it would help it, getting it away from those cedar trees. If you have a place farther away from them to where it could get, you know, completely full sun, um, that's probably going to help it. The only other reason I could think of is that it may be, you know, too much competition with the trees uh, for water. You know how a cedar tree will hold water? You know, everybody thinks that the problem with cedar trees is they suck up too much water from their roots, and that's part of it. But the other part is that when it rains, they they hold water in their canopy because they don't like wet feet. Anybody that's ever gone out and looked at one after a rain will see that it's full of water, and it just holds that water for evaporation, right, to keep their own feet dry. So it could be that these trees are actually sort of keeping the uh, little fig from getting enough water. So that could be what's going on. But, you know, some things will grow under cedar trees. I mean, I've, I've got stuff growing in my yard under cedar trees. But uh, in general, they don't like a lot of competition. So that's kind of one of the problems with them. So I'd, if you can, I'd probably move it now. If it's getting plenty of sun and it's getting plenty of water, just make sure it's not planted too deeply because that can stunt the growth of a fig. Uh, and also having frozen back a couple of times at a young age like that could set it back a little bit. So that that's my uh, that's my best guess. So okay, five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Let's see, here's another text. Uh, uh, what kind of cherry tree do you have and does it fruit? Well, I have the native one that's called escarpment choke cherry. Uh, sometimes it's called black cherry. They're, they're native here. They come up in the woods all over the place. They do produce fruit, but it's really more for the birds. It's little bitty old cherry kind of fruit. And um, it's a beautiful tree, fast-growing tree, gets beautiful fall color, uh, really pretty racemes of white blooms, little spiky white blooms in the spring, and then it puts on these cherries. Mine didn't get cherries this year because of the drought, um, but, but most of the time it will. It's interesting, too, because my beauty berries totally are just full of berries, um, but some things that usually put on berries aren't doing it. But, oh, my God, the acorns. Oh, dude, I have never seen so many little bitty old acorns all over the place. 
just ridiculous. They're just pesky. Okay, time for that first break. Let's get that over with, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. And you can join the show by calling 512-836-0590. That's the call or text number. And then we have a toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. So the uh, texter about the fig tree uh, has texted again, and it says, when's the best time to move it, now or spring? I think you could do it either time, but... I'd probably do it now uh, because it's still, you know, we're still hopefully some time away from really hard freezes. Um, The only reason I'm saying that is because, you know, the roots will continue to grow through the winter. So it could give you a head start uh, on next year. Uh, And if you move it in the spring, you'd want to wait till freeze danger is passed. So, you know, like mid-March or so, and you need to get all the roots. But then it's going to take some time for it to start, you know, reestablishing its root system then. And I'm just thinking, well, if you, you know, it might take away from the energy it would need to, you know, go ahead and grow up in the spring faster. So I think I'd do it. I'd do it soon, though, if you're, if you're going to do it. And here's the other thing I should say about the fig. You have got to mulch the heck out of it. Uh, that's a, one thing about a fig. You want to uh, you want to have plenty of mulch around it, which um, I'm sure you do. But just in case you hadn't thought about that, uh, I would do that for sure. And you know, make sure it doesn't dry off. We're not getting any rain over the, the winter for you know weeks at a time. Go ahead and water it once in a while. So. Okay, we have a caller on the actual phone. Let's go to them. And this would be Julie and Temple. Hey, Julie, thanks for calling. Hey there. Hey. How are you today? Good, 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 good. Good. Uh, I've got a question that I don't, I I can't figure out how to get around. I've got pavers in the, I run a house. I've Mm -hmm. got pavers in the back and in between, the the weeds are coming up in between the pavers. Mm -hmm. They're, they're about, Two inches apart, and the weeds are coming up through there. Do you have any suggestions on how I can get rid of those weeds well, without you, having to pull ha- them every two months? Have you tried? I don't know what they are, and that could make a difference. But one thing you can get is really strong vinegar. You can get it at the at nurseries. Usually, it's got to be twenty percent or higher vinegar, and okay. you, you spray them with that, and that will kill the tops back off almost anything. What it won't do is kill the roots of a perennial weed. Okay. So we, we don't know what we're dealing with, I'm assuming, but that's one easy way. Other people will tell you to get a little pear burner. Uh, you know, it's like a little torch. And you can, oh, oh. You, yeah, you can burn them off that way. And, you know, uh, some people might say to use Roundup. I'm not a big fan of spraying Roundup no, on the ground. I, I don't do Roundup. Okay. So I would say the strong vinegar, because you can keep, even a perennial, you can keep the tops burned back with that. 
Okay. All right. All right. I will give that a try. Thank you so very much. Sure. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Yeah, another thing is if you have two inches, have, have you ever seen thyme planted between pavers? Uh, I used to do plantings where I would, you know, I'd have big stepping stones like for a pathway, leave enough uh, room between them to plant mother thyme. I like the mother thyme. They're not really perennial, but you can just put a few seeds in every year. It's the most beautiful look in the world. Okay, let's see here. 512-836-0590. That's the call or text number. Um, let's see here. I have a question about clumping bamboo. Is it true it will not spread to your neighbors? Looking for something that would be a good screen along a fence line. Thanks. It will spread, but it's not aggressive, uh, is as aggressive as regular old common bamboo, which will just ruin your life, basically, and your neighbors, too. Um, I, I would say, yes, it's possible that that would be a good screen. If you like that idea, you could also consider, I don't know how tall your screen needs to be, uh, you might consider using yopons, mountain laurels, um, palm trees or evergreen. Loquat would be a good evergreen. Uh, I would just need to know how tall you need it to be in order to suggest, you know, a really good, you know, plant for that size that you need. Because that's something you got to think about, right? And I don't know how much width uh, that you can do. But, there, yeah, there's some really good evergreens. So, so you know, this is assuming you've got uh, sun. And, again, that would – I would need to know um, kind of what the sun conditions are and that sort of thing. So, all right, let's go to Driftwood for our next caller. Hey, Bo, how's it going? Good, Cheryl. Thank you. Sure. What's I up? Was, well, I was wondering, is, would now be a good time to plant new shrubs? Yep. It yep. is a good time. Don't have to worry a, about the freeze or this winter. Well, it depends how big of a of a plant are you putting in. I mean, I wouldn't put in a little bitty four inch shrub. Uh huh. No, no, it'd be a like a five gallon or bigger. Five gallon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. My, in fact, my daughter's doing some planting right now, and we were talking yesterday. She was calling me from the nursery. They were having a good sale, so she was looking at different plants she wanted to add to her yard. So she's she's putting in uh, compact cherry laurel, a wax myrtle, uh, almond verbena, a desert willow, and uh, I forget what else she she mentioned. But so yeah, I'm like I'm like definitely buy yeah. those and plant them right now. Yeah, verbena is the one I was going to plant. The almond so. verbena. Uh, I'm thinking going with sweet viburnum. Oh, viburnum. Uh huh. Viburnum. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, viburnum. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, you know, any hardy woody shrubs, and now's a really good time to plant those. I just, I, well, I err towards, you know, not planting tropicals, little bitty old starts of stuff, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. But if, if you're planting shrub, just make sure they don't dry out if we're not getting rain. Make sure that you got them well mulched and, you know, pray for not having another, you know, ice storm. Yeah. Okay. 
All righty. Well, thank you, Cheryl. All right. Thanks for the call. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. 512-836-0590. That's a call or text number. Here's another text. Uh, Who will win out, St. Augustine or Bermuda? I have both after the freeze. Shall I put pull one or the other? Scott from Austin. Uh, here's the here's a, the way I would look at it, Scott. It depends on the sun conditions. If it's full sun, usually Bermuda's going to win out. If it's shady, your St. Augustine's going to prefer it. So it's kind of like which situation do you have? Uh, most people, most of my clients over the last 40 years, almost all of them, have had a mix of different grasses. It's very, very hard to keep a single species lawn going, you know. Nature doesn't like that. It likes to have different, likes diversity. So do I, by the way. Um, But those two will fight it out in whichever, you know, sun situation you have. So... Also, St. Augustine wants more water. So if you're using less water and it's full sun, you're definitely going to have better luck with the Bermuda. So hopefully that helps you. I personally wouldn't waste my time trying to eradicate one or the other. Now I'm not looking at it. I'm not standing there. So I don't really know how it looks. Um, And it's up to you. I mean, if one bothers you, uh, but if it's full sun, I think you'll the Bermuda will win out. Okay, let's see this next text here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cheryl, always enjoy hearing your voice on the radio. Thank you. Are you a fan of companion gardening, and can we do it in the fall with broccoli, cauliflower, and the like? I'm sure you can, but I am not well-versed on companion uh, planting for vegetables. I am better at companion planting for, uh, you know, regular landscape plants. Like there's this book called Roses Love Garlic, and it's got a lot of companion planting ideas in it for, you know, for regular uh, plants. Of course, garlic is a vegetable, but you can also use society garlic with roses. They they love that. So, I do, but I don't know about for vegetables. I do know that some vegetables don't like being planted together. Um, but I would need to do a little bit more research on that. And again, this is where I would welcome some input. She's concerned with broccoli, cauliflower, and the like. In other words, the cool weather uh, vegetables. So. If you know of anything that is not, uh, you know, copacetic with growing with these vegetables, let me know because that is not really my forte. Jeff would probably have that uh, answer on the tip of his tongue. Um, He's so good with vegetable information. I'm just not that great at it. I mean, I've grown some vegetables over the years, but uh, Mama was the best. Oh, my gosh. She had the best vegetable garden. I was more of an observer. 
All right, Sean, you know what? I see you there, but it's just about news time, and I don't want to start trying to answer your questions and then have to cut you off and and, uh, right in the middle of it. So if you don't mind holding, I can give you my full attention after the news break. We got about 30 more seconds till it's time for the news. And then I'm going to talk to you about an interesting text that I saw from Jeff's show. I did not hear the answer, uh, but I, I was intrigued by the question, and I've never seen it before. I've never had that question before, so I want to talk to you about that when we uh, get back from the break. And, Sean, I appreciate your patience. Uh, we'll talk about wildflowers when we get back from this. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we're back. Let's go straight to Sean. He's been waiting so patiently. Sean, thank you so much. No problem. A um, couple of quick questions. Number one, uh, I am not a gardener. I don't pretend to be a gardener. I actually don't like being out in the yard. But <laughs> I have a, I don't know how to explain it, but <clears throat> a bare backyard. Uh, we've had, twice now, we've had uh, uh, people come in and lay down sod, and it's St. Augustine, and I'd say half my backyard is just dirt now. Mm. Uh, the reason being is where we live, my backyard drains my two neighbors' yards. Mm. Uh, I'm wondering, is there some type of grass that will be in shade and can deal with uh, a good amount of water? It might be something like... Uh, there's a native plant called inland sea oats. Okay. That I rarely use because it's very aggressive, but it likes well, wet places, right? It it likes. I, I need aggressive. That's yeah. For sure. Yeah. So something like that would probably work. Inland sea oats. They spread inland themselves, so you don't need to plant a million of them. You just you know dot them around through that area. Yeah. Um, the other, only other thing I could say is to get somebody out there to help you divert the water from that area. And I'm not, again, looking at it, so I don't know how hard or easy that would be. Sometimes it's, it's you know, my son is an engineer and he and I've talked about it on an engineering point of view. And quite honestly, I've come to the conclusion that if I divert the water, I'm going to flood out to other people. Yeah. And. I'm not going to do that to my neighbors. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you, that's now, a that's a good way to go. The other thing that you could do is is plant a uh, uh, a native grass, a uh, bunch grasses. They will take up a lot of water. Things like little blue stem and stuff. And if you're okay. on the east side out there, which used to be kind of prairie, I don't know. It's really diverse the soil types. Yeah, I, we are on the east side. Okay. And we have a lot of clay. Yeah. So that's where, see, the grasses, the native grasses that used to be there would have been uh, the most successful plant you could ever put there. So you might want to look at a native seed mixture. I will. will. That's for sure. I'll look at the 
native grasses. Quite another question for you is, again, not being a gardener, not uh, I really love butterflies, and I really think bees are great. So I want to do wildflowers. Mm-hmm. I have a, I only have two beds that are in the sun. And so I'm figuring that's where the wildflowers would go. Mm-hmm. When should I when should I plant the seeds? Right now. Okay, so I can run down to Lowe's and pick up a whole bunch of uh, different uh, packs of. Well, I mean that wouldn't be my first place I'd go. You have to oh, make sure okay. they're Texas native wildflowers, and okay, so yeah. You know, so where if should I get them? Oh, McIntyre's in Round Rock is an excellent nursery. Okay. Um, you can also order them online if you want to do it that way from Native American Seed or okay. Wild Seed. Uh, but you, when you go to a big box store, I mean, they may carry Native Texas wildflower seeds. I don't know that. Right. But it's, that's okay. Im- very important. Okay, you said McIntyre's. Yeah, in Round Rock. Okay. I'd rather go to a local yeah. mom-and-pop place. That and you, you can call them first, make sure they have the seeds, but I'm pretty sure they'll have what you need. Oh, uh, you're wonderful. Hey, Aww. thank you for your help. <laughs> thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Take care. Good luck. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Central Austin. Hey, Judy, how's it going? Um, well, it's nice and cool, isn't it? Finally. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Corpus, and I wouldn't have to ask this question if I still lived there, because their soil is so good. Everything grows. Um, But I want to know, I have some Pride of Barbados seed, Mm -hmm. and I want to know if I plant it now, um, I wonder if it'll come up for spring. I don't think Am so. Am I planting no. too early? Yeah, I think if it was me, either I'd start the seeds in little pots. If you want to try to take them over the winter, you could do it that way. Uh-huh. It's a lot of trouble, though. You know, you got to have warmth and blah, blah. Uh, or just set them out as soon as uh, maybe mid-March. Okay. And, and, you know, plant them so that they'll get a good start this coming year. Maybe just buy a, a small plant from one of the nurseries around here. Yeah, but if you buy a little small plant, I wouldn't put it in till spring unless you got a real protected location for it. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd put it in again as soon as freeze danger is passed. But I, yeah, see, I, the seeds readily germinate if it's a good high germination year, which you don't really know. You can't tell yeah. by looking. Well, maybe then, maybe mid-March? Yeah, that's okay. what I would do. Or April? Yeah, and if you have a ton of seeds, you can experiment. You could put a few in right now and see what happens, you know. Okay. That's okay. a fun now, thing to do. The Esperanza, is that the same thing? We just maybe uh, get them from a local nursery, mm-hmm. a little plant, mm-hmm. and put it in uh, in the spring? Yep. Yep. Okay. That's that's what I would there, do. You just get the little seeds and they grow. Yeah. They're but easy to grow. It's it's a little bit different here. Yeah. It's it, yeah. it they'll grow just fine here. They love it here. Well, I tell you what, the soil down there in Corpus is really nice. 
Well, you're now welcome to the hardest place to garden and take. <laughs> hey, I got to go. <laughs> I got a break. Thank you <laughs> yes, so much ma'am. for your service. Yes, Thank ma'am. You all Thank these years. Thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate that. Thanks. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we're back. And before I go to the phone lines, two quick things. I misspoke. McIntyre Nursery is in Georgetown, not Round Rock. I know that as well as I know my kid's name. I don't know why I said that. But McIntyre's uh, for the gentleman looking for seed. Um, I was just thinking that'd be close to him. And the other question is, what does companion planting mean? That just means that there are some plants that seem to do better when juxtaposed with other species. Like I was saying, roses love garlics. So theoretically, if you if you follow the, the recommendations on the companion plants, they will all do better when planted together. So that's what that means. All right, let's go to Taylor. Hey, Steve, thanks for waiting. They will it's your all turn. do better when planted together. So that's what that means. All right, let's go to Taylor. Hey, Steve, thanks for waiting. It's will be better when planted together. So that's what that means. All right, let's go to Steve, Taylor. you need to Hello? turn off your radio. Oh, yeah, I know. But you're supposed to be actually, uh, it's supposed to be over the phone. But listen, <laughs> hey, um, oops, I noticed that. Hey, uh, I have, you know, the pride of Barbados. You know what it looks like. I know you do. What is that thorny? I was going to say a bad word, tree that looks very similar to it, and it's really hard to eradicate, and it, it, it just, like, leaves long roots. Does it bloom? Oh, yeah. What color? White blooms. White blooms? And it goes everywhere, and it flies, and wherever it flies and be freeze, it, it always plants another one of those nasty little trees. Mm. Thorns with they white? Have, they have thorns in them. And they're, how big would the mature plant be? Uh, the mature plants, probably, I would say, maybe 20 to 30 feet tall. You got to be. It turns into a tree. Yeah, it's got to be mesquite. No, it's not mesquite, ma'am. It's it not mesquite? Just like the Pride of Barbados. It looks, I mean, everything looks just like it. It looks like a fern when it starts popping up. But when you when you grab a hold of that thing to pull it out of the ground, <laughs> you better be wearing some serious gloves because it's going through your fingers. Dang. It's got thorns in it, yes. Dude, I... And there's a lot of them up here. Do not know. I honestly don't know. Do you have any... Is there any way you can get me a picture of it? By all means. Like I said, it looks just like a Prada Barbados with thorns. But it doesn't, like the Pride of Barbados only grows like anywhere from four to yeah. six. But these guys, no, they turn into trees. I, I have, I, I'm just blanking, man. I'm sorry. I I'll can't. send you, I'll send you, I'll send you a pic. Yeah, please do. Maybe that would prompt my memory, which isn't as good as it used to be. But hey, sorry, I yeah, couldn't. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah let me know. Cut these things, yeah, cut them off of the tree, uh, cut them off of a. Uh, Houses and stuff like that, and if you're not careful and you don't have somebody helping you, they're 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 cutting you on the way down. Dang. I mean, they're they're horrible, whatever they are. Okay, All well right, let's thank you. Thank yeah, you, help me figure it I out. Love you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Okay, let's go to B Caves. Hey Peter, it's your turn. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, my question is, uh, I have be back to Pride of Barbados here. Uh, I planted some a couple of years ago. I had a couple bigger ones, two smaller ones, and they did really well uh, the previous year. And uh, what I didn't do, and I guess I was told I did something wrong, is I didn't cut them back. And uh, I, re I lost three, and one of them, you know, I cut them back way too late, like in the spring. And I was told, and I just wanted to verify with you, that uh, you need to basically cut those plants down to the ground by the end of November. No, that's not true. Okay. That has nothing to do with why you lost them. You either They either froze or they got too dry or too wet. Something else happened. But you right. do, I know people that have had them for years that have never once cut them back. So, but the, the, the next year, it's all new growth. Or is the old growth that... Yeah, they that, can come back on the same branches. Oh, okay. Unless, well, like, they probably wouldn't have this past couple of years just because we had that snowpocalypse and then we had the the ice storm, which which might well, have... Well, no, I, pl I planted them after the snowpocalypse. Oh, I, and, I got it. Uh, and so that, 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 that year they were, you know, fairly new plants, and they, but they grew and then they followed, you know, but this spring, basically, uh, of 2023 is... Uh, Nothing happened. I mean, absolutely nothing. And I thought I lost them all. And, you know, it was sad. But then one of them actually came back. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about uh, four and a half feet tall. So it, it came back nicely. The other three, you know, were gone forever. So, and I just said, okay, so do I need to cut it back? Because, no. I, you know, I don't want to, you know, hurt the plant. Yeah. If, if, if it freezes... Is it should I cut it back? And yeah, you can. If if the branches are brittle and brown, you can go ahead and cut them all back, Peter. All right. It okay. won't hurt them to cut them back, but the 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 act of cutting them back does not save them, is what I'm saying. So. Oh, okay. 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 Thank you so much all for right. calling. Bye bye. Okay. Somebody said honey locust. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's probably what that exactly what that tree is. Um, more more east of here. Uh, hey Cheryl, any idea why these chili pekins are black? Ordered these seeds and plants at different homes are like this. Yes, they're just completely mature. That's what happens if you let them go all the way uh, to maturity. Okay, um, what plant is this? And when do I put? planter on it and the one outside treat it differently my daughter was asking the name of it it is canna lily and you can plant them in the ground they're they're really good here uh somebody said we satch but we satch blooms yellow um so that's not it it was a white bloom he was adamant about that um Let's see, Bird of Paradise, not the Bird of Paradise. And then here's another one. It could be a Wiesetch. Not sure on spelling. You spelled it right, but there's an E on the end, but that's minor. No, Honey Locust, if it, and, and I forget about them, and I love them, but they are brutal. They're just brutal. Okay, so I have two minutes to tell you about my intriguing firefly question. This uh, texture asked, 
Jeff, how can I attract fireflies to my yard? And I was stumped, so I looked it up. Fireflies, not all of them eat, but the ones that do want nectar and pollen uh, from plants like Monarda, Pinstamen, Salvia, Wisteria, Foxglove, Blue Bonnets, and Cardinal Flower. The larvae eat snails, worms, and slugs, and some eat other fireflies, some mature fireflies. They are also attracted to moving water, tall grass, and then those plants that I uh, put out there. So interesting. I had never thought about what to do to attract a firefly, but I will tell you the ultimate way to not have fireflies is to use pesticides, chemical pesticides. That has done more to eliminate the firefly population than anything else we could ever do. So if you want to keep a good balance of uh, insect life, beneficials uh, especially attract to non-chemical yards, right? And a real diversity of plants. That's critical. See you next Sunday.